0: to have you back the bill michaels show on the air on this monday brewers ah, one pitch could a little bit had a little bit different outcome of the weekend they ended up losing uh, two out of three to the Braves. Sal freelich though hey my pal sal holy mackerel what a uh, debut he had that was exciting uh you've got uh boy i'll tell you this when it came to golf over the weekend and, you know, all the betting and such that, you know, goes on. And, you know, everybody, you know, picks their favorite, right? And um, you get into, you know, who's, who's, who's best suited for the course. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, who, who's going to, you know, kind of dominate the long hitter and play in the, I guess, uh, those elements, if you will, and who's going to be able to overcome and all of a sudden, you're kind of like, "Wow, wait a minute, who's who's this 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 Harmon guy?" And sure enough, you know, you've now got you know Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon is your uh, your Open Championship winner over the weekend. Kudos to him. Goes 13 under par, and uh, kind of runs away with it. Friday was a big day for him because he really extended the lead. He was five shots up, and really never looked back. But uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that put their money on Brian Harmon. You know, it might have been a guy like Rory McIlroy, uh, Jordan Spieth, some of the new hitters. Brooks Koepka is obviously huge in, in the majors. Uh, Colin Morikawa from a couple of years ago. You know, is it going to be an older guy, newer guy, you know? Uh, but I don't know a whole lot of people that said, yeah, Brian Harmon, he's the guy. That's the guy that's going to get it done. So, but kudos to him, man. He had a he had a big weekend. So he uh, he wins it all across the pond. So good stuff there. You got the Packers uh, today addressing the owners and telling the owners, Fomation is now under the Green Bay Packers Incorporated umbrella. Fomation, the company that makes the cheese heads, it was announced earlier today they bought it and they're making their own cheese heads now. Now they get to reap the rewards and benefits of cheese heads. So. That was some of the bigger news that came out of Green Bay. Um, I am still trying to figure out what is or is not going to happen when it comes to running backs in the National Football League. So Austin Eckler gets everybody together. A lot of the running backs get together on a Zoom call over the weekend, and they all start talking about, They all start talking about their value, and this all started with Saquon Barkley and his inability to reach a deal with the New York Giants, and the position of running back has become more and more and more devalued as time goes on. And the position of quarterback has skyrocketed. The money to quarterbacks have skyrocketed. Wide receivers have become the new running backs in the National Football League. Wide receivers are making the money. The, the, and, and really, uh, when you think about being a running back in the National Football League, um, you kind of look at that position now as first and foremost. Like in Green Bay, you go back a few years with Mike McCarthy. The first thing Mike McCarthy would tell you as a running back is don't fumble and can you pick up the blitz? And that was it. You weren't really – weren't. I I know, and even Mike McCarthy over the weekend said for the Cowboys, oh, we're, I want to run the damn ball. And we all know that's a giant steaming pant load. He has been saying, I want to run the football. And every coach says, I want to run the football, control the line of scrimmage since the beginning of time. Since football was invented, that's what you wanted to do but if you have a quarterback that can sustain and keep the ball moving through the air that's what teams do that's the league has made it a passing league the rules committee has made it a passing league making it tougher and tougher and tougher for defenders downfield to own their own turf it, it's It really it doesn't behoove you anymore to run the football, other than a necessary evil. So when you look at it, you look at a guy like Aaron Jones making eleven and a half million dollars. Christian McCaffrey, the highest paid, is making sixteen and a half million dollars. That's it. The position itself, but you can look at wide receivers are making twenty plus million throughout the league. The position of running back has become devalued because of the rules of the passing game. So I get it. Running backs are all getting together and they're talking about the pounding that they take. They're talking about the, you know, the lifespan of a running back and the reason they need to get theirs. And I understand all of that, but you are not going to force the monetary hands of the owners in a league that is dominated by quarterbacks and wide receivers. The value of a good left tackle is probably higher than a good running back. Now, in New York's case, they have a average to above-average quarterback with an elite running back. And so I understand the the angst when it comes to people inside that locker room looking at the New York Giants going, why are you paying Daniel Jones all this money when the guy that the offense really runs through is Saquon Barkley? And it's basically because they can. Because they can. So I don't know what running backs are going to do as a position group, but the NFL will go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow knowing running backs are a certain level of commodity and that's it. It is not the days of the Walter Paytons and the Jim Browns and the Barry Sanders. And you go through that laundry list of Danian Tomlinson and, you know, and Eric Dickerson's and you go through that laundry list of guys who have had incredible success in the national football league. You just, you, they're not a necessity. They are an, uh, They are, uh, you know, just uh, uh, an evil necessity, I guess, is the way they look at it. You have to have a running back who can pick up the blitz so your quarterback doesn't get killed. And every now and then you're going to hand the ball off 15 to 20 times a game, at most, and you're going to hope to keep a defense honest. But that's all they're there for. Just look at how many times teams are running out of shotgun now. And then take into account how many teams run out of shotgun with empty backfields. It happens all the time. So I, I get the market has diminished and the group of players are upset about it, but uh, you know, I the you know, unless all of a sudden the rules change and you know, running backs either are protected, which allows more usability, or the downfield passing game becomes less attractive. I the, nothing's going to trend in the. Monetary direction of the running backs anymore. You know, you're right, Rick. He says King Henry, Derrick Henry, really the last of an old school t- style of running back, big, bruising back. You just don't don't have him now. It's pass catching ability out of the backfield and blocking ability. You know, which really makes a guy like Aaron Jones so valuable because he's almost like a scat back. He he can catch passes, he can block. Pick up the blitz. He can become a slot receiver if need be. You know, they've split him out. they moved him all over, you know. So, the position has morphed tremendously. And it's nice when you do have a one-two punch. And, and that's the other thing is running backs, it's not the old days of where you just had one big bruising running back and that was the guy and you ran him until the wheels fell off. Now you usually have two. You know, you take a look like Zeke Elliott became – you know, expendable because Pollard has stepped up, and then you just find somebody to back up Pollard. Same thing with Dalvin Cook in in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook had a pretty good year last year, by all account. But his salary starts to get high. Madison, is they feel, can do the job. He doesn't need to be Dalvin Cook. He can catch a few passes, block a few blitzes, and still be the same accountability. So... That's the reason the market has kind of dried up for running backs, and you know you'll 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 see a market correction eventually, but you don't know what it's going to take to get you there but it is it is kind of a kind of an intriguing thing because they're it's not that they're phasing them out, it's just the value of a running back, and the statistical value of a running back in the analytics has become less and less. Well, Bill, think of the teams in the NFL that are the best running teams, right? I think of the Eagles, the Niners, the Dolphins. These are teams that are known for not needing great running backs, right? Right. Running the football is important, but having a great running back isn't necessarily important. And that's what costs the money is having that elite running back. Right. And that's the reason teams don't want to do it, because they would rather put the money into a wide receiver, a quarterback, a left tackle, a left guard um you know in or a pass rusher an edge rusher i mean there's some there's it used to be the running back and the quarterback were the two most valuable positions you could have and even maybe back in the day the running back was more valuable now an edge rusher is more valuable than that a nose tackle can be more valuable than that you know a corner becomes more valuable than that because you are then in, tr- in essence trying to defend what the nfl is allowing to happen you're trying to defend the lack of rules and regulations when it comes to uh, wide receivers and how they're protected so you need elite corners rather than an elite running back so there, there's a lot of positions that have excelled Monetarily over the running back position over the years because the game has morphed and changed. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. But I, I, it makes you appreciate what you've got in Aaron Jones and and AJ Dillon. I, and that's you know leads me into another discussion had over the weekend. We were talking about the running back position, and one of the things that, um, you know that I think the the Packers really need this year. There's a couple of guys you're looking to step up and have a better year, and A.J. Dillon's one of them, speaking of the running backs. He didn't have a great year last year. Uh, he ran a little more upright, got taken down a little bit more often. Uh, it could have been because of the shuffling of the offensive line because everything we know when it comes to the run game starts up front. It starts in the trenches. But you're looking for A.J. Dillon to have a better year this year than he had last year. Um, it wasn't a great year for him last year. Uh I feel that Aaron Jones is going to become vital this year in the offense because of the young quarterback in Jordan Love. And I feel that A.J. Dillon is going to have to be better. And whoever that third running back is going to be is going to have to be good, is going to have to be more than serviceable. Because, you know, at some point there's going to be an injury somewhere. So you're going to have to be at least three deep. And uh, I think the running back position is going to be incredibly vital this year to the Green Bay Packers and their success. I really do. And also, that being said, it's going to play a lot off of the consistency and health of the offensive line as well. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see all of that stuff. But we are only a couple of days away from the Green Bay Packers, strapping it on for real and getting back into training camp and preparing for a season. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Rick says, uh, Dylan, not great running out of shotgun. Oh, he's, no, he's not. Because it's that stutter step. And I, I talked about it last year, and it's obvious. You could see it. When he, when, when Aaron Rodgers was set up in shotgun and A.J. Dillon was in the backfield, it was that little hitch step, that little stutter step that he had to take before he got the football upon the snap. And he, he can't. A.J. Dillon is great north to south, and he can go one one hole, odd, you know, whatever. But he's not going to run around the outside on the consistent. He's a guy that's got to be the plow horse in the middle. You've got to give him a little bit of breathing room and let him do his thing. And he's got to do it with a head of steam running downhill. Out of shotgun, nowhere near as effective. Nowhere near as effective. Just an FYI. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Got to say thanks to our friends over at Skipper Buds out in Pewaukee, keeping everybody up and running and floating out there on the lakes. And uh, they've got some deals going on right now as their midsummer deals are happening. Uh, if you're looking for a boat, maybe you're looking to trade in, maybe you've been running yours all year and you're thinking, man, I wouldn't mind a new one. I'm seeing some of these pontoons that are out there that are amazing. And the tri and they've got a bunch of them. In stock right now, one engine, single engines, or multiple engine. Which still boggles the mind, but nevertheless, a pontoon was originally for cruising around the lake, enjoying yourself, fishing off of it a little bit, maybe getting it up at uh, you know 35 miles an hour to do a little tubing. Now these things are tri-tunes with dual 600s on the backs, and they're barely in the water. It's like holy mackerel! They're 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand. But uh, hey, pontoons are selling fast, and they've got a bunch of them in stock. Go to our friends at Skipper Call Todd. He's the GM over there. He's the guy that can make the deal. Say, Todd, what you got? And uh, he can tell you 262 544 1200. That's 262 544 1200. Skipper Buds in Pewaukee Boat Sale Service and Storage 262 544 1200. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue away. on on this uh, on this nice monday but the heat is on its way Whew. boy it is coming out of arizona and i don't know if you've been paying attention but arizona's been a hundred plus for like i don't know like 10 or 12 or 14 days or something like that and uh, that as they call it the heat dome is about to hit us i was outside this morning and you can feel the humidity starting to go up but it's going to be i think in the 90s Triple digits to the western portion of the state of Wisconsin by Thursday. So uh, it's on its way. Got an email from uh, Kelly. said, uh, hey, Unit, uh, the picture company that you mentioned that puts prints into canvases. And I will see you in Sturgis. Let's buy a beer. Where would you want to go? Uh, Kelly, the, first of all, it was Sound Art USA, SoundArtUSA.com. And as a matter of fact, if you're going to Sturgis right there on Main Street, you can see Sound Art USA. My buddy Steve uh, runs it, owns it, and they have a uh, facility out there in Sturgis, South Dakota that opens up for basically a month, and they have everything on display that it is they do. But if you want to take a picture, uh, any type of picture, as a matter of fact, um, a family portrait or your know, motorcycle or a big fish you caught, whatever, or that uh, you know infamous buck that you finally took down, uh, you can send it. Uh, go to SoundArtUSA.com, send it to them. And they will turn it into a canvas print. But the cool thing about it is, and I tell people this all the time, is that their frames are actually speakers. And the the sound quality is amazing. But you can can turn those things into speakers, put them up in your home, in your office. Uh, I've got some friends that actually, uh, who owns a realty company, and I told you this a while ago, he takes the picture of the house that the family buys. And then when they finally close on the deal about two weeks later, this picture shows up at their house and it's their house. It's congratulations, welcome home, all that kind of stuff. And uh, they, you know, wherever you want to put it in your home, but it becomes a Bluetooth speaker hooks to your phone. So they're, they're awesome. Uh, So Kelly, that's where you would go. And if you're going to Sturgis, just take your picture out there, give it to Steve and he'll get it taken care of for you. And if you're going to, you know, hang out in Sturgis, usually where we end up is seeing all of our great friends, just salt-of-the-earth people, just lovely people over at the Stinger Bar, Stinger Saloon, right there on Main Street, which is just across the street, actually, from Sound Art USA, so we're going to see you over there. So we can't wait to get out there and see everybody, and and just, it's kind of like a a reunion, uh, a yearly reunion, but the Stinger Bar, Stinger Saloon is where you're going to find us most nights, probably either in the front having a beverage and cooling off or sitting out back and uh, having a nice cigar and relaxing and taking it easy. But it's it's tremendous, tremendous place. And I've often said go in there and see the craftsmanship inside this place. It's, a, it's amazing. So uh, our great friends out there, Art and, and Angie and everybody, for that matter. I don't want to leave anybody out. So I don't want to get into a ton of names, but great people. So Sound Art USA on Main Street out there, uh, SoundArtUSA.com, or just uh, we'll see you at the Stinger Saloon. Out there in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota. So good stuff. Uh, 877 867 1670. Uh, Mac Daddy says uh, it's all on Jordan Love's shoulder. He has to be feeling the pressure right now. I think he's, I, I think Jordan Love feels the pressure. Okay. I don't, I don't negate that. But I, how do I put this? He's had pressure. He felt it in the game against Kansas City. He felt it in the game against Detroit. He came in and performed admirably in the game against Philadelphia. You know, I know the uh, the infamous article after that particular game in which, you know, Darius, Darius Slay, uh, the corner uh, for Philadelphia, was, you know, impressed. Um, you know, Love went, what was it, 6 for 9, 113 yards or something like that I think was the final numbers. Um You know, and and Darius Slay said, you know, as a defense, uh, if I remember correctly, something about, you know, we feel great, you know, whenever Aaron Rodgers goes out, uh, but they did not expect Jordan Love to be that good. And I, I, you know, I I don't remember all the terms and what was said, but basically that's a Notes version. So it, it, they kind of felt when Rodgers went out of the game that that was it. Everything was going to shut down. And instead, you know, Jordan Love came in and played pretty well. So I understand all of that but when you talk about the pressure that Jordan Love is going to going to feel you got to think that he's not just filling in or coming in and filling the shoes of or whatever you want to call it whatever it happens to be um he's just not just doing that for Aaron Rodgers but it's back-to-back hall of fame play it's 30 plus years of hall of fame play there's a standard that has been set and i heard this morning when there was a discussion about the quarterback position, and the confidence in Jordan Love. And I thought, and I can't remember who said it, but I thought it was a very poignant remark. It might have been Ryan Clark. It was a very poignant remark when he said that Jordan Love is not just coming in to take over for the job that Aaron Rodgers, you know, he was traded away and what have you. We all know the history. But that this Packers organization, who has had this Midas touch with quarterbacks the last 30 years? That they traded up to get them. They were willing to say enough of the back and forth drama. They were willing to say, we'll start some of this drama by trading up to get you. There is so much belief at the time in Jordan Love that the organization feels pressure to make this and have this succeed. But Jordan loves taking 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play on his shoulders to say, I have to continue this tradition. I have to to, at least reach the bar that has been set. I don't think he can reach the bar that Aaron Rodgers set. I just don't. Can he reach the bar that, say, Brett Favre set, whether it's through toughness, you know, creativity, on the move, whatever. You know, it, what, can, what can he do? You know, what can he do? So it's, uh, it, it is a tremendous amount of pressure. And for those that say he, he's not feeling the pressure and he's just doing his thing and he's just his guy. He may not feel it in camp. He may not feel it with every snap, you know, as the fans are looking on. This, you know, on Clark Hinkle Field, he may not feel it. He may not feel it in preseason. But the first time he runs out of the tunnel at Lambeau Field, um, but well, I'll tell you this, he's going to feel it when he runs out of the tunnel in Chicago because he's going to have the weight of the world. Not only is he going into a hostile environment, who now have a fan base who now believes they finally, the cloud has lifted and they can win, but they believe they have their own version of, of an up-and-coming quarterback. They also are a team that, quote, has been owned by Packers quarterbacking now for three decades. Remember, when Brett Favre started as a quarterback, the Bears had a sizable lead in the win-loss tie advantage over the Green Bay Packers as a franchise. And now the Packers have the lead. And as Aaron Rodgers put it, I own you. Aaron Rodgers owned the Chicago bears bears fans don't feel like uh, Jordan loves going to own them. So he's taking that pressure and the bears and the rivalry, everything on his shoulders in that first game. And then whatever he does in that first game and second game in Atlanta, then that pressure begins to mount even more. So as he runs out of the tunnel, the first time as the starter at Lambeau field. So this whole thing about, well, I don't feel the pressure and he's not feeling no, no, I'm sorry. You have a tremendous amount of pressure. You have a sizable bar to reach. And you have expectations. Now, are those expectations this year? I don't think there's any Packers fan going into the season saying, Super Bowl or buzz. But I think a lot of people are like sitting in their seats, arms are folded, maybe hand to the chin, one eyebrow raised, and they're all saying, they drafted you for a reason, now show me something. I think there's a lot of prove-it mentality out there, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, agree or disagree, if you want to chime in, feel free, because I think it's, uh, I think it's a valid discussion. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. And the one thing we all know uh, is here in the state of Wisconsin is Quick Trip is right around the corner for damn near everybody. And it is a huge advantage in this state as opposed to traveling somewhere else. And I I always map it out when I go to Sturgis. I go, okay, I can get into Minneapolis or into Minnesota. I can go to Rochester, Minnesota. That is my last bastion of hope for Quick Trip, and that's it. So I try to do anything and everything I can and then get my last big tank of gas and get loaded up on the sandwiches and whatever it is I need out of the beer cave and whatever, uh, you know, necessities I need from Quick Trip because I know a Quick Trip is not going to be nearby after that. Because it's not going to be the takeout, the the take-home meals, or the hot food or the cold food or the pothole pizzas or anything like that. So trust me, once you get outside of the area, you know you hang on to Quick Trip like grim death because you love this place, just like I do. So thanks to our friends at Quick Trip for not only being here. But for setting the bar, speaking of setting the bar so high, setting the bar so high, they are voted the best in the country. That's how good it is, and we've got them right here in our own backyard. And, oh, by the way, don't forget, they have packs of bacon on sale, limit four right now. They have different specials on milk available right now. All the staples you need, just walk in and out. And don't forget, use that quick rewards card at Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I want to remind you that uh, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, we have an incredible event for an unbelievably worthy cause, and that is our 2023 16th Annual Poker Run Motorcycle Ride Benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. It's Sunday, September 3rd, and I get it every uh, time I speak somewhere, and I got it again this weekend. They said, hey, is it just for Harley-Davidson since you started the Harley-Davidson Museum? I said, no, it's open to all bikes. It doesn't matter what it is. You ride, uh, bring it on out, and we would love to have you be a part of this again. Sunday, September 3rd. We ride for military members, veterans, their families, and if you can uh, come out and join us, please do so. And if you, if you don't, if you don't own a motorcycle, uh, you can still make a donation if you choose to do so. Otherwise, uh, tell somebody who does have a motorcycle and tell them to come out and join us. We're looking uh, this year again, and I really want to push this. We'd love to break the record again this year. Last year, we had 1,085 bikes, 1,085 motorcycles, and a majority of those motorcycles had two people on them which gave us, I don't know, know—like you know like 1,600 people, something like that, 1,700 people. But we're looking for an even bigger crowd, and we would love to have you on board. And the uh, pre-registration prize packages continue to grow, uh, and it's just a, its a great time. It's a great ride. We've got a lot of special events planned. We've got a hell of an after-party planned as well. Uh, over at uh, Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, so just please, if you can join us, do so. Uh, right now, you can scan the QR code that's on the live stream. If you see it there in front of you, scan it. It'll take you right to the pre-registration site and get pre-registered. And they're going to give you breaks if you choose to do so on admission into the uh, Harley-Davidson Museum. Harley-Davidson Museum and Motor have uh, they're going to put together a Bloody Mary bar. They're going to put together a pancake breakfast. And then, obviously, as uh, we go along the day, the Rock Complex, the Penny Bar, Knucklehead, Stolesville 109, and Steel Tank are all going to have specialty food. We're going to get help from our friends over there at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. They're going to have their food truck out as well. Uh, we got the cheap shots playing on the stage afterwards. So it's going to be a great time. And hopefully, hopefully, you can be a part of it. So thanks to everybody that's already pre-registered, And for the rest of you, what you waiting for? What you waiting for? Uh, merlin says terrible decision to draft a quarterback at that time even if even if love turns out to be decent don't know how a general manager can be that stupid how could he not see what that would cause may have cost the franchise an opportunity at a super bowl um i could go in that direction and i i've kind of been strong in saying that look if Jordan Love turns out to be adequate at best, it was, if it's another Hall of Fame career for another 15 plus years, then it's fantastic. But if it's not, it is, it was a. a I don't want to say a disaster, but it certainly created a lot of drama and animosity within the fan base and within some uh, some branches of the team and such, but I, I would agree with that to a certain certain extent. 877 uh, 867 Let's go to our buddy Dwayne in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
1: Well, Bill, if you hear uh, loud sounds above me, it's because we're being invaded by every type of airplane in the universe. Right? Vent- Air e- Venture e- coming e- up,
0: and it's awesome, man. That's, uh, that, that's yeah. an excellent event in the state of Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, and I live across the street from the secondary strip, so I can look and see just everything, basically. Wow, that's cool. um, Going to the Brewers, uh, first observation, I think Freddie Peralta is destined to be a three or a four his entire career, and I say that with trepidation because, man, when I saw him at first, but he, is, he throws way, way too many non-competitive pitches. And simply by that is it's not even like – it's like going fishing and you've got so little worm on there that the fish ain't going to come near the hook.
0: <laughs> That's the best way to yeah, he, he does. Like you know what? But, see, Devin Williams has been successful doing that because Devin Williams – now, granted, I know this, uh, the strike zone got squeezed on him the other night. I understand that. But he throws a lot of pitches, high and wild, down and in, dirt balls – and then finally gives you a couple of strikes and then gets out of it. But, you know, I, I agree. I mean, if you're not going to nibble at the strike zone, and every now and then you got to see if you can't get somebody to go fishing, but if you're not going to be consistent around the, around all the corners of the strike zone, uh, man, you're going to waste a lot of pitches, and you're going to lose a lot of innings over your career because you're not going to be able to go deep enough into ball games to really collect what it is you need to collect.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Freddie is he doesn't throw the pitch that Devin Williams throws. That thing that Devin throws just looks like a strike. And with yeah. Freddie, I'm talking fastballs and curb They're just not competitive pitches, so he's just wasting his throw on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, question: Is Weimer hurt?
0: Um, I don't. McAlvey said no yesterday. I, I didn't think so. He said just yeah, to, just so a they, prolonged stretch off. Yeah. It was just a, yeah, a, a, a little bit of... Because he's blank. not hitting the ball real well either right now, even though he's been playing no. some pretty stellar defense.
1: No, and, and here's the other thing, and I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but bringing up trailer tells me they're not going to look at an outfielder. It's going to be first base or nothing if they make a trade.
0: Well, I would agree with that. I, it, t- But I will say this, though. Do you think they need one or two bats?
1: Right now... I think that you've got the decision that they're going to go with one because that's why they brought Fralick up.
0: Unless, I unless would say to, you're unless right Green on that. going to
1: get sent back down.
0: But that, that's my point is if you end up getting the opportunity to get two bats, one being a first baseman, the second one being a DH, that can actually play a little bit of field, then Joey Weimer may go down.
1: But yeah, I'll say that, this. I don't
0: know if I want to get rid of Weimer because I'd love to have him in late innings for a defensive uh, defensive, uh, you know, uh, substitution because that guy can cover some serious ground.
1: He can, but boy, he's been uh, his 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 lack of discipline at the plate's been scary. I mean, right. it's like you see these kids coming up, and you go, "Wait a minute what What are these guys doing in the minors with this? Where's the contact? Yep. You know, where's uh, the other thing that I was looking at was um, yeah, because I think it's obvious it's it's either you go after Crone, Amber, the first baseman. Or you go after the guy, and I can't remember his name. It's Trey something or other. He plays for Washington. He plays right field. And he's got some pop, right-handed bat. I can't remember his last name, but those are the those are the kind of the obvious guys out there right now. Okay. I don't think they're going to cost you a whole lot, but they might put something. And I agree with you with Winker. I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but.
0: I Bye. I would have I would have DF'd him DFA'd him a while ago. Are you talking about Lane Thomas?
1: Yes, Lane Thomas.
0: Okay, Lane Thomas. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I like his okay. bat. I like what he does out there. Uh, you know, and and they're not going anywhere. So they're gonna you know they're gonna open. You know they're gonna you know. Right. But but right now the biggest threat we have. You know the Reds are playing nice, but do we count out the dang Cubs right now because they're liable to go out there and try to bring in an arm, and they're not that far away. They got some hitters.
0: Right, no, I, the Cubs are just kind of hanging around, being, being nasty, for lack of a better term. Yeah. they're just they're just like pesky right now. But yeah, I, uh, um, I man, I just can't see the Cubs winning the division. I I think maybe what they could do is maybe beat up on the Reds a little bit and help out the Brewers. That's gonna be that yeah, would so. really
1: help us out. Yeah, because you you know it's gotten to the point where you're kind of watching the game every game, every game, every game, and I'm going. Why didn't there, you know, Arizona's bat stump this weekend against the Reds? But right. no, I, I think that I think that's the interesting thing. When I saw Frelick come up, I thought, well, they're they're not looking at an outfielder anymore, unless they're going to put that kid back in the minors. And man, that was kind of him. I mean, yep. and I got to tell you, there was no fault of Frelick on that play yesterday. Second baseman out in mid right field, get the hell out of right. there! Well, what yeah, but doing, I'll say Terang? this.
0: I, I, I agree with you, but if Fralick was yelling for it, then Terang is completely at fault. If Terang wasn't yelling for it and not understanding how far Terang could actually cover ground— then that would be more on frailick for not not being more boisterous and and kind of screaming i got it i got it i got it uh, it was it, well, and, and you know what Terrain may have been yelling too and just not heard him and and when you're talking yeah. about major league ballparks with louder crowds and the echoing inside those stadiums specifically a dome stadium like like American Family Field is even though the roof was open you got to be louder and i think that was a lesson learned yesterday and thank god yeah, nobody got hurt to the point that they're out
1: yeah um and it's going to be interesting to see, uh, uh, I was I, I listening to your caller about the bad roots that Trey takes. Well, if he keeps taking those bad roots, he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, he said uh, he takes bad angles. I appreciate the phone call, too. He said he takes bad angles. Uh and I'll say, you know, the couple up against the wall, I think he was right on the money. I'm not going to worry about it. Mark says, uh, what about the St. Louis Cardinals? They've started the sale. Uh, yeah, Genesis Cabrera was uh, the first, uh, one of the first dominoes to fall out of St. Louis is they have started now to uh, kind of take some of their pieces. I think they traded him to Toronto. They ended up getting a minor league catcher back in return, but yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals have started to make their deals now. They're pretty much conceding that their season is coming to an end and they're not going to be able to battle back into this thing either. So, uh 877-867-1670 hit us up 877-867-1670 more phone calls, more thoughts. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You back the bill michaels show we continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there in master z's and as a matter of fact i'm taking uh with me in the rv this week uh, we're going to take one of the fire pits uh, we just picked up from master z's small portable and i'm uh, going to take that with us and i got the kids we're going to do a whole camp out thing this weekend up at road america And uh, Master Z's uh, reminding you that, uh, hey, whether it's Adirondack chairs, patio furniture, bars, barstools for the outside, inside, uh, summer's not over. By any stretch of the imagination, you can see it today and have it tomorrow. That's our friends at Master Z's. Call them 262-746-5931 for all of the in-store specials, 262-746-5931 on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. People come from all over, whether it's the state of Wisconsin or across the border down in Illinois. Uh, people come from everywhere to uh, get some of their stuff. They got a huge showroom, too, huge showroom that they just moved into on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. So again, call them 262 746 5931. You will not be disappointed. I'm telling you. Telling you. Hey, by the way, if you want to find us on Twitter, follow me there at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can follow our buddy Grant Bills at Wisco Grant. Uh, also on Instagram, the Bill Michaels show. Same thing with Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. There's YouTube, there's Twitch TV, there's Kick TV as well. Just simply Bill Michael Show on all of those. And we love it if you follow us there in uh, any one of those entities, That for that matter. You can always email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And, and then the website's thebillmichaels.com. Uh, you can listen to us and download us on The Zone uh, Madison, The Zone Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison app. And you can listen to us after the fact every damn day or any time you please. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever your podcasts are made. So there you go. Good stuff. Um, This one uh, is from, who is this one from? This is from Jake. Yeah, this is from Jake who says, uh, I have a lot of belief in the Milwaukee Brewers. I still think they're going to win the division. I do think the Reds are going to steal some wins along the way and make it tough, but I think 88 wins is going to win this thing, and the Brewers should be on top. Whether or not they're going to be the best team in the National League, we'll have to wait and see. But I still believe if they get hot at the right time in the postseason, they can do a lot of damage. So thanks for the email. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, This one's from Chris, who says, I love how everybody discounts the Cubs if they don't sell this team. If they don't sell this team is dangerous. I've been saying it all year. Relentless offense within three of 500 okay Chris uh, I look I think they're there but I think they're going to steal a few wins or beat up on a few teams but I just don't think by the time it's all said and done when it comes to the finality of the standings that the Cubs are going to be one of the teams to beat maybe they will be who knows I mean like you said they've got a pretty solid offense they can hit the hell out of the baseball they play in a very hitter friendly park Uh, Stroman has basically been the guy that's Kind of kept that uh, kept that whole you know pitching staff together. He's been pretty stellar for most of the season. Uh, their bullpen has given up some problems. We all know that. Um, so who knows? Maybe they do make a deal, but I just don't know. Uh, at like you mentioned, three games under five hundred at this point. I just don't know. This week is going to tell a lot for the Cubs, to be honest with you, uh, as to whether or not they're buyers or sellers. You know, I mean, right now the Cubs have what uh, I think they've got. If I'm not mistaken, they've got. The White Sox, the, if I saw or heard some of the uh, the advertisements correctly for the uh, inner-city games, they've got one or two with the White Sox, two or three with the White Sox, I should say. Uh, and I think they've got then St. Louis again before they get Cincinnati. So they may make some hay. With Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee beating up on one another and then Milwaukee going into Atlanta, and I don't know where Cincinnati goes after they leave uh, American Family Field, but if the Cubs can beat up on the White Sox and, say, take three out of four from the Cardinals and gain a couple of games, climb back to 500, who knows? Maybe the, the Cubs become buyers. I just don't know if the Cubs believe that they're ready to go yet. So, you know, if, if you've got, you know, Milwaukee and Cincinnati both being buyers at the trade deadline and kind of going for it, I just don't know if the, if the Cubs are going to be – thinking that they're going to go along the same lines. Now the Cubs are looking for the same thing that the Brewers and the Reds are looking for. And that is, you know, multi-year controllable talent for very little price, or you're looking for very little price, a rental. That's going to get you there. I just don't know. I mean, the Cubs are going to need arms. Um, They're certainly not going to get it from say a team like St. Louis. I don't think St. Louis trades within a division. Uh, I know there's a lot to be said for that. And I wouldn't shut it out if I'm a team in the division I wouldn't just completely shut it down because I happen to be in the division. Uh, I would probably try to get more from within the division than what I would be getting from outside of it. Uh, but you know, you just make your best deal. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't dismiss anybody for that matter. You don't dismiss anybody for that matter. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This one's from Brian. Brian says, uh, "I have no faith." In uh, our ownership, one or two bats last year, is all they did was give Hader away, and we were in first place at the break. Show me something. That, and you know what, Brian? There's a lot of people that are right there with you. The, it, and it, whether it's ownership or the GM or whatever, I mean, I think there's a lot of people saying right now I'm going to hold my breath at the uh, at the trade deadline and see what I actually get. I think that's where a lot of fans are and see what happens so two hours down two hours yet to go don't forget last hour of the program today mike clemens live up in green bay we're going to chat with him mark murphy addressing the crowd shareholders meeting going on a lot of optimism nobody's won a game nobody's lost a game sun is shining things are good and then the packers get on the practice field and get into a training camp for real come wednesday we will be live there on thursday looking forward to everything up in the green bay area and we're going to be out and about a lot over the next couple of weeks so uh, we'll keep you keep you informed because we're going to be at, uh, uh, well, you know what? Let's t- talk about that coming up in the next hour. I don't want to go through the whole list right now. Stay tuned. we got a lot more to get to. The Bill Michaels Show, two hours down, two hours yet to go, continues. Coming up right after this.